show me your news. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's show me your news. Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko here with Solharath and Eevee, and Super Smash Bros. for Wii U is now out in North America. We have Cyberlink420 joining us. Welcome. Man, the last time I was on the show, we still had any hopes for Sonic Boom. Remember know, those days? I know. <laughs> times, the times change. They certainly they do. do. Uh, but it's you've been helping us out with something. You With your connections in the voiceover industry, you have... So the a, connections is very, very loosely used in this case. It's more than we have, so I'm going to give you the credit and you're going to take it. <laughs> uh, uh, fine. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> So you have brought us a special guest today, just in time for after Smash Brothers release. I brought you a very nice present. Uh, joining us today, very, very special guest, the announcer of Super Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U, Mr. Xander Mobis. Welcome, sir. Hi. How are you all doing today? <laughs> doing Who is that one fantastic. person clapping by themselves? <laughs> Doing very oh good. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate your time today. For the record, I actually like Sonic Boom, the show. I haven't played oh, the, the game. Show's yeah, great. The show's, the show's fantastic. Good. The game is less than finished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the text is finished. Sega, Sega rushing a game before Black Friday? That's <laughs> an alarm. Heaven full thin. <laughs> so we have some different questions for you today. Uh, you know, Now that we are post-release and you know, don't have to worry about some of the you know NDA talk and whatnot. I'm sure to those listening, first wondering if you are a big Smash Brothers fan. I love Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I played it back when you know on the N64. My brother got it and he's like, "Hey, play this game with me." And then he'd proceed to kick my ass regularly <laughs> at NES. I still have flashbacks. <laughs> it's like Vietnam. It's terrible. Uh, back when Falcon Punch was fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you get him the bunny hood, he's still, like, oh, damn no. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I love Smash Brothers. It's, uh, I'm so ecstatic to have gotten to be a part of this game. It was... It was a dream come true. Aww. How cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craigie, no. You, know, you do have a very um, interesting voice when it comes to recording. I've not heard any of your other work besides Super Smash Bros. presenting... But if I have, Good. then... It's all terrible. I'm sure it's lovely, darling, but... No, it's, it's the worst thing ever. Oh, my God, you don't say so. So, the typical question of uh, what everyone likes to ask everybody who's ever done any voice acting. Doesn't matter if it's big time, small time. How did you get into voiceover originally? It began in the dawn of time. She's Christ, you're old. Um, yeah, no, I've been around for forever. No, uh, I don't really know. I kind of stumbled into this. It was a hobby back in the day because a friend once said, you have a microphone and you do silly voices. Why don't you do a thing? Uh, and from there, it just kind of spitballed. And then 
Next thing I knew, I was making money at it, and then after that, it was the only thing I was doing for money, and then it started paying the bills, and it's just kind of happened. I don't know. It, it just now you happened. eat slightly more than ramen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Now I can go to McDonald's if I'm feeling really fancy. Dollar oh. menu, y'all. Baby, you can have you like. Old McGriddles. Yeah, at dollar menu. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So there's really not a great story on that. Uh, I got in with directors who liked my work, said I didn't suck, and they happened to be casting professional things, and then it just kind of spitballed from there. Got a decent demo reel, got an agent, and the rest is history. Can you remember what the first project you did was then, if there isn't such a big story of how you got into voiceover? Professionally, the first thing... Well, I count this as my first professional one because it was a professional gig. Um, was a game called Gemini Rue, in mm. which I voiced some an Easter egg character. I voiced Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop as an Easter egg. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah, and a bunch of my friends were the rest of the crew of the Bebop, and it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> really cool. and that, I, that I got kind of a happenstance. A buddy of mine was like, hey, you can kind of sound like Steve Bloom, to which I replied, no, I actually can. You're crazy, <laughs> but uh, I'll give it a shot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's about the story. So, you know, that's kind of how it started. But obviously, a lot of people have kind of come to recognize you now as the announcer. Um, how did you get the Smash Brothers job, and how long ago did you record those lines? Uh, let's see. I got the Smash announcer through auditions from my agent up in Seattle. Uh, it just came through the pipeline. And, of course, they didn't say what it actually was on of the auditions. But they gave a reference to Pat Cashman, and it was very obvious, like, hey, they want me to say Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, <laughs> hmm. this big announcer voice that sort of sounds like the guy from Brawl. <laughs> I wonder what it is. <laughs> so, Mario Party um, 10. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> I think I just got in Smash Brothers by accident. They got the wrong game. <laughs> yeah, so they wanted a Pat Cashman impression, and I I don't know. I, I just did, like, you know, it's a voice I've been doing since I was a kid because, you know, it's one of the iconic parts of Smash Brothers, and growing up with Smash Brothers, you just kind of absorb that. And I was very lucky that they thought that was a close-ish fit. And so they really did want an impersonation and not, like, you do your own thing. At first, yes. Okay. Uh, as we went on with recording, we recorded back in, I want to say March. Hmm. I think it was March. It was either March or May. I'm not sure. Hmm. It was a while ago. So uh, when I got into the booth at first, it was very, we want Pat Cashman. But as we went on, they, uh, I was like, hey, can I get another reference to Pat on this one? I'm not sure how he would say that. And they were like, you know what? Just do your own thing. We want, we want your announcer. That's cool. That's very neat. Yeah. Yeah. You did an excellent job, for sure. Nice. Oh, well, thank you. That's uh, wonderful to hear. Yeah. It's better than, you suck! <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So you did this back in, like, March or May. So what was it like to be under a non-disclosure agreement, especially when, you, you know, we're considering this is Super Smash Brothers and you're looking at a playable roster? For six or seven months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a little bit tough. Uh, honestly, true story. Originally, when I signed the NDA, they said we don't want you talking about it until after the Wii U version comes out. Mm. Mm. Whoa! So after the 3DS version came out in Japan, my name was listed in the credits, and somebody on the internet pieced together that I was the announcer, master hand, and crazy hand. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm still Master Core too, but they only used like one of the screams I did for him. I don't know. So from that, I just started getting all these emails and messages being like, wait, is this real? This isn't real. This is this is bullshit, right? So I <laughs> frantically messaged my agent and was like, what do I do? They don't want me talking about it yet. <laughs> Thankfully, Nintendo was very nice and said, okay, just don't discuss these things. And then uh, you can at least admit that you were you were the announcer. So... And thank God they did that. Otherwise, these last couple of months would have sucked. Yeah, yeah, really. All the pressure. Yeah. But then even with that information, like, I don't think really any of us have been under that kind of pressure for a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, but, mm. you know, the secret keeping, I mean, I'm sure there must have been times you're like, I wish I could tell you, but I can't. The secret keeping was actually really easy because all I knew what was, was what was in the script. They didn't tell me. Right. They didn't get context for anything. They didn't mm. tell me. Mm you know, what characters were actually going to be in the game and what weren't. And I mean, there's a lot of names, so I wasn't going to remember all of them. So it was not that hard to keep the secrets of what's going to be in the game, but it was really hard just not admitting I was in the game. That was, right. that was. Mm. So you didn't give them a bit of a, a huge smile and it's like, so, so who's in it? And you just look at them and you just smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to stay away from, like, any forums or anything. Oh, yeah. A couple of my friends kept, you know, sending Smash Brothers news across their feeds and stuff. And Mm. I was just like, I am very deliberately not looking at this. (laughs) (laughs) And all the while I just wanted to go, hello, it's me. I did this. Hello, (laughs) guys. The announcer. So does does that mean the announcer is the one that is the right and left hand? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I did some uh, looking up and... The announcer and mess and the uh, hands have shared a voice ever since the first game. Interesting. That would make sense. I did not know that. The Smash Brothers backstory canon. I like to think they're all the same guy. What? Smash Bros. has lore? What? (laughs) I like to think it's kind of like um, in Spaceballs where Dark Helmet is like (laughs) playing his dolls. I like like that. I I think that is a pretty good analogy for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I that's what I like to think. I need to watch that movie again. Jesus, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> Spaceball, it's Raspberry Jam. Um, it's only one man who would dare give me the raspberry. Lone Star. <laughs> Speaking of announcing these character names and the guys you wouldn't remember, and I'm going to have to pronounce it one very carefully so it doesn't get <laughs> misconstrued. Um, but how did you react? to the first time you saw that you had to read the name Duck Hunt. My initial reaction to seeing Duck Hunt was, well, he's not going to be in the game. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, what is it, just going to be the cartridge going around? Because they didn't say Duck Hunt dog or anything. Mm, They just said Duck Hunt. So I was like, what, is the cartridge going to beat the crap out of you? Come on. It could have been like a mini game you played inside Smash Bros. Yeah, that, that was like the most I would have thought it would have been. But they spent so much time trying to make it not sound like, well, something that isn't Duck Hunt. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was about 15, 20 minutes of recording just trying to work that out. So by the end of the day, I hated that dog more than I used to. <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know how that's... I have no smart bastard! <laughs> I want him dead! I want his family dead! And he's just there in the background still laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 
does anyone know that? Does does the mm-hmm. duck hunt dog like laugh at you when he uh, when he comes in one of his taunts and one of his wind poses? He laughs, but it's not like the same sound effect. It's just like a generic kind of yeah. motley ish. Oh god, they're yeah. replaced with motley. Oh, I have not unlocked him yet. Though they do have a duck hunt stage on Wii U, and you know you're you're basically having the ducks fly around. You can attack the ducks; they fall. But if you miss them, then the laugh comes in with the dog in the background. It's oh. all eight bit and stylized after the game. It's it's actually pretty clever. I like yeah. that a lot. I kind I kind of do wish that he had uh, that during his like you know duck hunt wins, and he's just there like laughing at you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just the, ta- the taunt in general. Decisions. Considering with all the in this game, there's so much retro sound effects with a lot of the moves. It's kind of surprising that they didn't add his old laugh. Yeah, yeah. right. Hmm. I don't know. I would love to meet the guy who like got to play the duck. Like, hey, we just need you to come in and laugh for the duck. Hunt dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they say like you know in games past. I don't know if it continued in this version, but Sakurai himself played DDD. That did carry over. Yeah, did it? Yeah. So yes. I wonder if he's like. All right, all right, Mr. Mr. Sakurai, Sakurai, Sam, we're gonna just need you to laugh. <laughs> okay, good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good old Sakurai. That guy, he's he's back, a card. That guy. <laughs> did he happen to be in the voiceover booth? Out of curiosity. No, 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 no. Okay. I wish that would be that would be fantastic. Yeah, like, right? Yeah, hey, me and Sa- yeah, I got him on speed dial, man. Me and Sakurai, we're like whatever, man. We're going out for lunch next week. <laughs> yo, yo, Sakurai, Sam, what's up? Yeah, yeah, how you doing? That would have been awesome, though. So, after the whole duck hunt thing, I have to ask, is there any sort of story behind your pronunciation of Bowser Jr.? There is absolutely a story behind Bowser Jr. (laughs) Um, For the first big, long section of recording, how they wanted everything said was they didn't want any preference given to anybody, so they wanted everyone to feel good no matter what character they picked, Hmm. which makes a lot of sense. Right. But it was very boring to record because it was just, Mario! 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 Luigi! 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 (laughs) For every character. Are they dying in Metal Gear Solid going on right now? What is this? Snake, snake, snake! Snake! Snake. (laughs) It's kind of funny how how in in Brawl, we got a Luigi that sounded like the announcer himself was confused you picked Luigi. Right. (laughs) I I did a Luigi. I did a read exactly like that, because I really like that. Hmm. I don't know why. It was a more interesting read, so I did one. It was like, Luigi! And I don't know if it's in the game or not. But with Bowser Jr., I'd, I'd, for the big bag, like, you know, Ganondorf, you mm. want to make him sound big and imposing. And all that. Mm-hmm. So with Bowser, I'd done this, you know, Bowser. And they'd that's love that. Pretty, so that was the one they used. Nice. And then I saw Bowser Jr. I was like, okay, I want to do, like, a funny sort of thing. Like, okay, whatever. Bowser Jr. He's the fun version. <laughs> <laughs> the fun-sized Bowser. So, you know, you make it sound like he's big, intimidating, but he's just a little coopling, and he's yeah. in a little helicopter. Thingy. So it's got, like, a little cute thing on the end. That was the story behind that, and it was a total shot in the dark because I wasn't sure if they were going to go for it, but they really liked it, and I mm. believe that is the version that is in yeah. the game. Yeah. I got to play the game, but very briefly. I, don't, I unfortunately don't have a 3DS, which I need to fix because mm. I got some games mm. to that's right. A few. Yeah, Star Fox 64 for 3D. Yeah. I, I need to get that. 
Now, I think but a lot of people on the internet kind of got their personal introduction to you almost in a way through the Super Smash Brothers for Wii U 50 fact extravaganza that you ended up recording the entire script for essentially not just random recordings here and there just placed strategically yeah tell us a little bit about the story behind that I mean did you have some free reign or ad-libbing that you got to do I mean particularly with you know one of the more I guess memorable parts of that was the different embellishments on the words I had zero control on that in terms of huh. like the words I was saying. Okay. So I actually I had to audition for that uh, because they weren't sure they wanted the announcer to do it because they thought doing this voice for thirty minutes would get really annoying. <laughs> probably wouldn't do well on your vocal cords either. No. Yeah, yeah you'd go probably, home with very that was probably a good call on their part. So they wanted something that was halfway between my normal regular, super white, nerdy-sounding voice, and the big announcer. So I ended up doing this, and they thought it was interesting because it had a lot more personality than they thought it would have. (laughs) The scratch track they gave me and the Japanese reference they played were very straight, just very like, here's the things you need to know. Uh, But that was more. So I didn't get to do any ad-libbing, but I do feel like I got to shape the personality. And it was was a lot of fun for me because the announcer doesn't, like, he's big, he's over the top and everything. Mm. So it was kind of fun to get to flesh out a a character for him. That was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, definitely. Sentences Uh, as opposed to just, you know, phrases and words. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was fun that they, uh, they bolded in the script whenever they wanted the announcer voice to come in, so it's like, and there's lots of buttons! Or <laughs> I don't know why that's still my favorite line. Yeah, it, uh, I got a lot of people on Twitter like being, buttons! And I had no idea what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched the, the thing, because I just recorded it like a week ago. I was like, oh, I don't want to, I just did this. I don't want to hear me for 30 minutes. Yeah, it seems like so, a pretty quick turnaround as far as production went because there was Sakurai yeah. was saying like, "Oh, it's it's being worked on right now. It should be soon." Oh yeah, it yeah. was it was uh, ridiculously quick. I wasn't expecting to see it for like a couple of months. They mm-hmm. uh, they had me fly back up to Seattle, uh, which thankfully timed out well because I needed to go back anyways. Mm. Yeah, they had me fly back up to Seattle, record it, and then a week later, it was it was up and the the internet had seen it and it was a lot of fun it was not nearly as grueling to do as a lot of people seem to think it was thankfully i was just matching time code so it wasn't too tough and for the most part they just kind of let me run so i was i was in and out in i think like two and a half hours oh so you managed to knock that whole thing out in one session yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, it, wow. It was the directors were very willing to work with what I gave them, and so as long as I matched time code and wasn't completely over the top ridiculous, they let me make a lot of acting decisions without tweaking too much. So nice. it was it was a very good session. I really enjoyed working on that. Hmm. You basically got to direct yourself. <laughs> yeah, they they had ideas, <laughs> but I I think. They had no idea what they wanted for the character. They just know they wanted it to tie into the game. So I think they were very open. And, I mean, the directors were very good. They were like, okay, these are the really important things that you need to highlight. But after they, it was clear I could match time code pretty well, they were, they were very open to how I interpreted the character. So that made it go a lot smoother than if it had been a lot of, uh, no, we want him to sound more like 
actual Sakurai or whatever. <laughs> that would have been... Well, it was a delight to watch and listen to, and it must have been certainly interesting to see how the internet reacted to the Mewtwo news at the end. Yeah, that blew up. That was I'm, something. I'm really glad he's in the game, because Mewtwo's my boy. Yeah. I watched Pokemon as a kid. There I you love go. that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good. I, I I slightly squealed too much when I saw Mewtwo was coming out. Oh, excellent. He's he's yeah. a badass. I mean, it's, you just look at his design, and you're like, this dude's going to kill some motherfuckers. Not <laughs> <laughs> wrong. And considering that you still need to get yourself a 3DS then, um, when you're playing Smash 4, are you currently playing us on the Wii U, and have you had much time to spend playing it? I've only gotten to play my friend's copies. It is a... Can I, can I just take a minute and say, it is a gorgeous game. Yes. yes. Holy pretty crap. Like, Even the 3DS version is. I mean, both of them just blew me away. I was like, this is what they can do these days? Damn. Hmm. Uh, I mean, especially on... I mean, Nintendo... I'm sorry, Nintendo, I love you, but normally their graphics end of the spectrum isn't nearly as focused on as like PS3s or mm-hmm. Xbox ones or whatever we're on now. Yeah, I mean first uh, time in HD, it's it's a big deal and they do a great job with I think, you know, the art direction and the styling there, but as far oh, as yeah. technically impressive, I, this yeah, this new Smash game is just fantastic. Yeah, it's, and very it's pretty. a ton of fun to play. Like it plays really smooth. So mm. I was very I was just game. blown away by just how much effort and all that stuff went into it. It was really cool. But I don't, I don't get a lot of chance to play. I've been really busy lately, so I don't have a ton of time to play video games, which is a shame. But then I just don't have a Wii U or a 3DS, so I've only gotten to play on Friends. But um, it's a lot of fun. I generally play Ike because I don't completely suck with him, but I got to play Bowser Jr. last time, and he was, he was a ton of fun to play. I really like so him. So one of those two is probably your favorite character? Or? Probably, yeah. I mean, then there's King Dedede, who I love just based off the fact that he's just the coolest character design. Yeah. And he dances, too. He he's does! This <laughs> big emperor penguin with a hammer, and yeah, I don't know why. I really I like him. <laughs> just because he was an emperor penguin? <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, that, that works. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with yes. <laughs> this, this is the oh, new canon. You're tight with Sakurai. Oh, I mean, you can say yeah, it's right? yeah, on behalf yeah, of him. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, I call you, him Sock. You, you, oh, God. <laughs> How weird is it to actually hear your own voice like talking at you when you played the game? Uh, surreal as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, I mean, I'm very proud of it. It's, uh, it is an absolute dream come true, but it hasn't fully sunk in yet that it's real. So it's one of those like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did that thing. Oh, it's, it's like a big deal? What? What? <laughs> it is? <laughs> it's very weird, but in a in a wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of on that same note, like if you if you were given the opportunity to basically, you know, you have carte blanche to play whatever character from whatever medium you like, who would you most want to play above any other? Everyone. I like your style. Yeah, I want everyone. I don't know. That's such a hard question because there's. So many dream roles I've got, and there are going to be many roles in the future that are completely original. No one's thought of them yet, and those will probably be just as important as the roles I do know. Right. Uh, I'm a big comic book guy, so 
almost anyone for like I just want to voice a comic book thing. Like Batman would be awesome, but mm. it's probably never gonna happen. Mm. Uh, Spidey would be great. Nightcrawler from X Men. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Luke, you got connections. Go get Joss Whedon on the phone. I, I, I said those connections are very, very loose. <laughs> so you that's fine. Get, to... get Joss Whedon on the fax machine. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> he still uses one of those. Hey, Joss. So, uh, you need people for the next Avengers movie. Was that supposed to be the guy who plays Joe in Family Guy? What's the, his name? It was kind of Patrick Warburton. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually my own original. No, that was totally Patrick Warburton. <laughs> <laughs> now, what advice you know can you offer to those that are looking to get into voiceover? Then, don't. You'll make so much more money. Uh, no. <laughs> You're just saying that so you don't have any more competition. Curses! He's on to me. Well, you're a freelancer basically if you do voiceover, right? You are a freelance agent. Uh, it's a big risk, but obviously uh, I encourage anyone who wants to do this for a living to absolutely do this for a living. There is plenty of work out there for everyone, so it's it's not as if – like there, there's competition, yes, but you know nobody's going to starve if you get involved in voiceover. So yeah, absolutely uh, pursue it. The problem with giving advice is that I make money doing this. This is my living. This is my job. But I'm not so well established that it's like, let me give you all these expert advice. Mm. Uh, I'm still very new to the game, uh, professionally anyways. So it's kind of a tricky question to answer. So I guess the best thing was is the generic voice actor is a two-part word, and the actor one has to have the higher stress. Mm, yeah. If you are a good actor, it doesn't matter what you sound like, you can do this there is always going to be a character that needs a voice. And if your voice happens to be it, then as long as you can act that role, you're going to get work. Vocal versatility is very important. If you want to do this, knowing how to use your voice, having control over your voice is definitely something you want because unless you're like Keith David and you've got those golden pipes, (laughs) having one voice that you do is going to be very restrictive. So the people, the big people who work in like the major leagues of this industry, you know, the John DiMaggio's, Rob Paulson's, Jeff Bennett's, Corey Burton's, these big guys, they do everything. They do so much stuff. And that's because they have that mastery over their voice and they're great actors. So if you're thinking about pursuing this professionally, know you're ready. Know that you are a very, very good actor, and no matter what character they're going to throw your way, you are going to be able to act the hell out of that role. Once you're there, uh, I mean, you just have to make a demo reel, you have to know how to get it out there, and all these things, and these are things you kind of learn from experience. Um, If you're looking just to start out brand new, there are lots of places online you can go. Newgrounds is always good. Uh, YouTube, there's always people looking for voice actors. And those are ways you can just kind of test out your skills, see mm-hmm. what you're about, what you're good at, all those kind of things. There are classes you can take. Also, you have to be near a major market. It sucks, but it's true. If you live in you know, Poughkeepsie, somewhere in the vast United States, there's probably not going to be a huge voiceover market there. But um, if you go to New York, Chicago, Texas now has a lot of anime stuff and a lot of film L.A., obviously. I mean, even Seattle has a very good voiceover market. And if you go to one of those smaller markets, you're gonna be, it's going to be a lot easier to get involved in voice acting than if you jump straight to L.A. 
because yeah. LA is the big leagues. Right. 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 That's my advice. Mm. You'd be I screwed hope. if you come over wow. to this country, though. <laughs> to England, yeah. Unless you go to London, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, if you go to, well, if you go to London, uh, I they actually do have a very large radio scene. In London, it seems like you have to do a bit of everything. You have to do TV. You have to do movies. Whenever movies come up, you have to do voiceover. You have to do stage. So, and I actually like that system a lot better because it seems to make more sense to me that it's like, hey, we're going to be actors. We're not going to be film actors. We're not going to be TV actors. We're just going to be actors. And I like that a lot, but. Over here, it's not the case. You can you can specialize. Hmm. Yeah, so over here, we're sort of like a jack-of-all-trades sort of thing. Yeah, although yeah. I do see a lot more kind of voice work getting over to that side of the pond, like, you know, Professor Layton, Xenoblade, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they, they do a great job. I, I mean, Nino Cooney, I think, was done over there. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, wow. That game was gorgeous. I had a very good voice cast. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Was it Xenoblade Chronicles that was done over there as well? Yeah, Xenoblade was done over yeah. there. Yeah, and that had a very good cast. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really good British talent out there. So I hope they get more mainstream voice work, like video games and yeah. cartoons and stuff. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, voice work, then, uh, feel free to say nothing about it. We know that NDAs are God. But is, mm-hmm. do you know if Nintendo is still using your voice, or if you're able to say something about that, or or is it just a no? Well, they're stuck with me for the commercials I've recorded. So for that, they're still using me. Uh, but beyond that, I have no idea. I, I'm assuming it's going to stay in the game, so they're still using it there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But uh, if they're going to bring me back for stuff in the future, I, I don't know. I hope so. They're, they're actually that, gonna, Nintendo? They're going to patch me you out back. and uh, replace with Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to replace Three, two, one, go! <laughs> Spouser Jr. comes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Bowser Jr. <laughs> Not that <laughs> I think He's... I'm cheaper than Gilbert Godfrey. I, I think... Maybe a uh, bit. Maybe just a bit. Uh, who's the new DLC character? Affleck! <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> we, got duck hunt. we don't need another duck. There you go. <laughs> that was pretty cool how the, the Settle It and Smash thing is caught on, though, from the commercials. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been very lucky to get to do those commercials. Uh, they're just a ton of fun. It's more getting to speak in full sentences as the announcer, which is always a treat. And the fact that Settle It and Smash did catch on, like, I read it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cheesy and fun. But I did not expect it to, you know, be something I'd get tweeted at all the time. So <laughs> It's the internet. You have to expect this. <laughs> it's definitely I, a joke. I, uh, it's definitely a big joke in competitive circles as well. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible at predicting trends though. So this mm. is why other people write commercials. That's why other people are rich. Exactly. <laughs> kind of on that same note, do you have any other projects coming up that you're able to talk about? Um, not really ones that I can talk about now. Mm, but sucks. it is good to know that you can't talk about it because that means you have work. Exactly. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just a lot of commercial stuff I'm working on right now. Like, I mean, I'm doing some more stuff for like a website called Retail Me Not. That kind of stuff I can talk about. But hmm. apart from that, I can't. I can't say. Very cool. Any final thoughts on on Super Smash Brothers and your experience with it, and maybe some plugs you want to throw your way, like a Twitter account? Uh, yeah. Please go buy Super Smash Brothers. It would mean a whole lot to me. Uh, let's see oh. things I want to plug. I mean, you can always follow me on Twitter at XanderMobisVO. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, not my personal page, please, but I have a, a voice acting page. If you friend me on my personal page, I'm 
probably going to turn you down. Sorry, but I like having some privacy. Mm. I'm on Tumblr at XanderMobusVO also. So, yeah, I got I got stuff if you're interested, but, you know. You got stuff. Thanks. Well, Xander, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking your time to talk to us. Oh, yeah. No, thank you, guys. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey there, Yoko here. Time for me to sort out some housekeeping things. If you're listening to Show Me Your News for the first time, where have you been? We've missed you. We are part of the Show Me Your News network at showmeyournews.com, where we are part of a collection of other internet shows. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Show Me Your News, and you can reach us via email at show at gmail.com. Although we've covered Smash Brothers news since 2007, our main focus is the gaming industry. And with the end of the year approaching, that means it's time for the Show Me Your News Game of the Year Awards. Starting on Monday, November 24th, we will be entering the finalist voting stage of the process driven entirely by you, the fans. In order to participate, all you need to do is visit showmeyournews.com slash GOTY2014, that's GOTY2014, and follow the instructions given there on our forums. Please join us next weekend for our in-depth reactions to Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, along with the rest of the gaming industry's latest news. For Solharath, Eevee, Cyberlink 420, and our special guest, Xander Mobis. I'm Yoko, and we're out. Show me your news!